Welcome to Elite Fantasy Basketball's first box score analysis podcast of the year. I'll be doing these on nights when the schedule is super busy. On quieter nights, I'll be doing my write-ups. Uh, the podcasts are going to take the same form as the articles. I'll be going game by game, pointing out notable performances, both good and bad, and recommending pickups, drops, sell highs, and buy lows. Uh, today's podcast will just be up on the site, but after Christmas, I'll be putting the pod up on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the like, so that'll be easier for you to access them. We'll start with the Pelicans and the Raptors. The Pelicans had a big second half. The Raps went cold, and the Pelicans ended up winning by 14. Um, Zion did okay. It's good to see him with a steal and a block. That wasn't really always the case last year. Um, unfortunately, he did go one for four from the line, and that kind of strengthens um, my feeling that he's going to be a punt free throw percentage only player this year. Also, had six turnovers. He's a little rusty, but he looked like he was in good shape. I'd value him around a top 50 guy right now. I wouldn't be trading anything better better than that for him if you were interested in him. Um, Steven Adams played 31 minutes. That's what we want to see. Last year's down season was mostly due to a drop in minutes. Uh, he's got top 30 potential in punt free throw percentage. Um, if you're punting free throw percentage and you missed out on him on draft day, I'd float an offer over now. If he has a couple big games and he's playing minutes in the 30s, his price is going to go up very quickly. The Pelican that I'm most excited about after last night is Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Bledsoe played 20 minutes in the first half and ended up at 34, even though J.J. Redick was going off, and that took away some of Bledsoe's fourth quarter minutes. If Bledsoe is going to be playing 34 minutes this year, and I think he could because Dan Van Gundy is going to love his defense, uh, he's going to be an absolute steal. Um, if the minutes are going to be this big, the top 50 is very possible, and if not likely. Um, J.J. Redick went off, but Redick is just a three-point point streamer. I'd probably roster him in 14 teams, but in 12 teams, he's just an end-of-the-bench guy. Uh, most nights, he's probably going to be in the 24-minute range. Uh, Josh Hart played 27, which is good to see. Um, didn't have a huge line, but I don't mind him as a back-end guy in 12. Uh, he's going to be a really good rebounder. He's playing the four a lot. He's going to give you a couple threes and maybe a steal, six boards a night. OG was quiet on offense, but it was a pretty encouraging night. He had three steals and two blocks. Went 0 for 5 for 3, but I wouldn't worry about that. He was a 39% three-point shooter last year. Uh, This could have actually been a huge line because most of those threes were wide open. I'm talking no one within eight feet of them. Uh, That's why the Raptors lost. Him and Norm Powell missed some wide open threes in the second half. Um, I do think OG can probably get in the 12 to 14 point per game range. Uh, That makes top 50 possible. I'd be pretty happy with him if I drafted him around pick 75. I think he'll outplay that. Baines did 11-9 with a 3 and nothing else. He's just a back-end guy in 12. I don't think he's a must-stone. I, I think he'll probably play, be a top 130-ish player, but he doesn't have much upside. So if there's a hot pickup out there, I don't mind uh, getting rid of him. Boucher had a good opening night, uh, dropped 12-5 and five with two blocks in 15 minutes. The uh, minutes aren't what we like to see, but again, this line shows how he can be useful. Even in a small role, he's going to be an elite permanent player again. Um, I also like rostering him because I don't trust Baines to stay healthy. Baines has always been injury prone. It's kind of due to the nature of his game. He's throwing bows. He's making guys pay on the boards all game. Norman Powell had a rough night, and that led to lower minutes than expected, but that's okay. Like I said, he was missing wide-open threes. I wouldn't have played in big minutes either last night. He only played 23, but I would expect him to be in the 27-28 minute range this year, maybe slightly lower. Depends how well he's shooting. Um, I'm getting a lot of questions about Powell. My answer is hold him. Uh, You can't give up on a guy who was a top 60 player last year after one game. 
We'll move on to the Cavs and the Hornets. Not the most exciting game in the year, but there's some interesting fantasy developments. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. went off. Uh, he had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, and a 3. Um, he's a stud uh, when he gets the minutes. I'm talking top 30, top 40 when he's on. Uh, that won't happen every night when both Drummond and Love are healthy. He'll be more of a back-end guy. But yeah, I have to hold him all year. Uh, going into last night, he was owned in about half of Yahoo leagues, and that's a pretty big mistake. Um, he, he'll be a frustrating player to own, but the odds are one of Drummond or Love will either not be playing or not on the team at the end of the year, so he can be a d- difference maker in the fantasy playoffs. He's kind of a stash, but the best kind of stash, a stash that is useful throughout the year and that can win you your league late. Sexton had a big game. I think he's going to be really good this year. He's not going to get steals. He didn't get steals in college. didn't get steals as a rookie, uh, but that's okay. He's probably going to score over 20 a night and be really good from deep. Uh, congrats if you drafted him. Um, Garland looked really good, and Garland was one of the more interesting players to me in preseason because he was so bad as a rookie, but the opportunity um, is there this year, and it looked like the production was there in preseason as well. I'd be picking him up in most leagues, especially 12-team leagues. 10, he's more borderline. I, in 10, I'd be only grabbing him, really, if I was punting field goal percentage. That might change. Uh, I might change my mind after the Cavs next game. Okoro looks like the guy at the three. Uh, he played 34 minutes. Uh, the line wasn't great, 11-5, um, without really any extras. Um, he's just a end of the bench guy in 12 i would own him in 14 but when the Cavs are healthy i just don't think there's gonna be enough usage to go around okoro's defensive stats in college were so 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 i'm not i don't think he can really survive uh when love drummond sexton garland are all healthy cody zeller broke his hand and that should open up some extra minutes for pj washington uh that's good because pj only played 21 last night um i think that those minutes were lower than expected because he was playing like junk in those 21 minutes. He only had four, two and two with a block. Um, he'll be better most nights. I think he's a decent uh, buy low. I think his upside's more top 90, so I wouldn't be giving up too much for him. But his owner's probably panicking right now. And if you've got an end of the bench guy you're trying to get rid of, maybe throw him in a deal for PJ. Rozier had a career night, and that makes him an easy sell high. He had 42, three and two with uh, two steals, a block, and a 10 threes. Um, he's a pretty good player. Um, I think it'll be useful this year, even with Lamelo on the team, but he's obviously not going to be this good. Um, could be a top 100 guy early in the year, but I worry about him later in the year when they start to give Lamelo more minutes. Graham was quiet, but he did play 37, which is very encouraging. Um, like Rozier, I think he's going to be dicey late in the year, but he should be useful early in the year for punt field goal percentage teams. I don't really think he's going to outplay his ADP by too much but i think he will be rosterable if you're expecting a repeat of last year though you're going to be disappointed zeller going down should mean good things for miles bridges he only played 22 minutes last night but i would expect that number to go up um, because pj is going to shift to the five more and that's going to open up some more minutes for him at the four um he's a end of the bench kind of guy. His usage isn't going to be huge uh he's going to be points threes and rebounds he doesn't really get steals um Bayombo is interesting for deep leagues and 12 team leagues i wouldn't really bother he's just a rebounding and field goal percentage streamer there um he, he just doesn't contribute in enough categories to be worth owning in shallower leagues uh the big story besides rosier last night was Lamelo only playing 16 i wouldn't drop him not because i think he's going to be good enough to be worth owning but just because there's probably going to be a Lamelo fan in your league i would wait for a good game and then see if you can move him i do think Lamelo is probably going to be worth owning at some point this year but it may not be for two months 
And later, when he is getting a chance, he may not actually be that good. If he just ends up being, let's say, a top 120 player, then that's definitely not worth the two-month wait. You can probably do something better with that roster spot. But again, I'm not dropping him just yet. Try to trade him first. The Pacers' next game was competitive for a surprising amount of time, but the Pacers pulled away in the fourth quarter. Uh, Sabonis went crazy at 32 13 and 5. Um, no blocks, which is to be expected, and four turnovers. He was bad from the line, too. Um, he's really good, but he's not going to be an early round guy just to, due to the line, the holes in his line. It's good to see him shooting threes this year, though. He did that in his rookie year, and then he kind of put it away for a couple years. Turner had a very Miles Turner game, uh, only 10 and 8 without a three, but then you look at the blocks column, you see that it blocked eight shots. Um, that's what he is. He's a block specialist. He does have nightly upside like this, so he can win the category by himself. He does have third-round upside, but it's almost all because of blocks. So how valuable he is to your team really comes down to how badly you need blocks. If you're already in a good shape in the category, um, it's I would consider selling high. TJ Warren looked bad, and I want no part of him this year because he's dealing with PF. Uh, he only had five, one and one in 23 minutes. Um, I think this could get ugly pretty fast. It would not be surprising to me if he took some time off. He probably should. Uh, plantar fasciitis isn't something that goes away overnight or even in a week. Um, Brogdon had a nice game, eight assists with Oladipo. That's pretty encouraging. Twenty-one, eight, and seven. Um, I still think he's a mid-round guy, but he does have upside to be a little more than that, especially if his percentages come back to what they were in Milwaukee. Depot looked pretty good as well, but we do have to give the Knicks asterisk on this. We'll see how he looks against a better team. Uh, nothing too interesting going on with the bench. Uh, Justin Holiday's going to be the sixth man uh, there. Uh, Dougie played a little more than him last night, but most nights it will be Justin. Uh, look his way if you need threes and steals. The next preseason apparently meant absolutely nothing. Uh, Mitch Robb started over Noel, and Noel only played nine minutes. Uh, this is a great setup for Mitch Robb. Uh, he got into foul trouble, as Mitch Robb does. He probably would have played a lot more. His line is as anything fancy, but I'm pretty excited. Um, if he's starting, he can probably get into that 27, 28 minute per game range eventually if he gets his fouls under control, and that could be in early round things. Uh, don't drop Noel. Uh, we got to see how this shakes out. Uh, only 30 minutes between Mitch Robb and Noel, so there's some upside here. For, he really only needs, let's say, 18 to 20 minutes uh, to, to do top 100 things. Maybe he's not going to be the top 50 guy it looked like he could be in preseason, but I would definitely be holding him in all leagues. Reggie Bullock started over Alex Burks, which was a shocker, but it ended up working out okay for Burks. He played 32 minutes, dropped 22-4-3, had a steal and a block, uh, two threes. And my favorite thing about him is his free throw percentage impact. Last, last night he went eight for nine. That performance isn't really a fluke. He was an excellent source of free throw percentage impact when he was with the Warriors last year. He's a good slasher, does a lot of damage inside of the arc. Um, He should be owned in all leagues. The point guard position looks like it could be messy in New York. Payton only played 22 minutes. Um, I'd hold for now, but uh, this may not end well. It looks like Thibs is going to be a little more open to playing the young guys than he was hinting at in preseason. Um, Quickly, only played 12 minutes. He's just a watch list guy for now. Toppin played 24, but I'm not too interested. Uh, he had 9-3 with two blocks, three three threes. I'm not too interested for now. He's just someone to watch in 14-team leagues. In 16-team leagues, yeah, he's an end-of-the-bench guy, but I wouldn't consider him anything better than that. Um, RJ went off, had 26-8-5. He looked much improved in preseason. I'm buying improvement, but I don't think he's going to be able to improve his free throw shooting or defensive numbers enough to get into the top 100. He's definitely someone I would be selling high. I think his field goal percentage can go up this year, 
but uh, he's going to have too many holes in his line to really be a top 100 guy. He's going to be popcorn stats and um, not much else. Um, I would be pretty excited if I held him in a points league, though. Uh, he's much more viable there than in category leagues. Orlando upset the Heat, um, but there wasn't anything too interesting going on with the Magic. It was the usual cast of characters doing their usual thing. Uh, Gordon had a good game, went 8 for 11 from the field. Uh, That's good to see, but that's not going to be the norm. He's going to be a drag on field goal percentage. Four steals is good to see, though, since defensive categories are always his weakness. Um, Fultz did okay, had 15-5-4 with a steal and a block. Uh, No threes, but he hit all of his free throws. I think he's making a bit of a jump this year. Not sure it's going to be enough to get him to the top 100, but I bet he at least gets close. Uh, Fournier had 25 in 31 minutes, uh, had three steals and didn't do anything else. Uh, That's okay. Fournier was a steal at his ADP. Um, He should be good all year. Bacon started at the three, but the wing you want to own is Terrence Ross. Uh, Ross had played 29 minutes and had 19 with three threes and a steal. Uh, That's pretty much what he does. He's got a good chance at being top 100. He's usually right around there. He's been top 80 in the past. Uh, He's a clear 12-team guy. To me, you probably have a couple of players on your team who are worse than T. Ross. Uh, 10-team, he's fine. He's he's low-end, but he's definitely going to be inside the top 130, so he should be owned there as well. Cole Anthony came back down to earth after a hot uh, preseason. He only played 19 minutes. He's something to watch because he could be interesting if Fultz went down, especially in a punt field goal um, situation. But for now, he can be dropped outside of very deep leagues. It was also a fairly vanilla night uh, for the Heat in terms of fantasy impact. Jimmy had seven steals and did his usual thing. Bam went for 25 and 11. Uh, The role players were basically what you expected. Duncan Robinson hit some threes, didn't really do anything else. It'd be a borderline top 100 guy just due to the threes. Um, Harrow had 13, 6, and 4 with a 3 and no defensive stats. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of lines like that this year. Maybe Maybe 17 points four rebounds, three assists, like that's fine, but he's not going to be a mid-round player. If you took him in the mid-rounds, he's going to bust. Um, If you took him past 100, then that's a decent pick, especially in the right build. Not only played eight minutes and he can be dropped anywhere. Last year was kind of a fluke. He was not as good a player as he showed early in the season. I don't think he's going to be a major part of the rotation this year. Uh, Dragic played 26 minutes and dropped 20 and 7. Uh, I'd look to sell high. Uh, some people haven't really realized that Dragic is well past his prime in terms of fantasy impact. and may not even be a top 150 player this year, and he has no shot at the top 100. We'll move on to the Sixers versus Wizards. Uh, the Sixers pulled this out late. Uh, Tobias Harris had a quiet night, but I'm not too worried. He only had 10 and 8 on 3 for 13. Just a bad shooting night. It's one of the more bankable mid-round picks in fantasy. Should be around top 50, and he probably won't miss more than a game or two. Uh, the Sixers' big two did their things. Both should be really good this year. I have no worries there. Seth Curry played 32, and that's very encouraging. If he's going to play 32, he's going to be around top 100. He didn't have much of a line, only 13 with 1-3 and 2 steals, 4 assists, no rebounds. Um, But that's not too worrisome. If he's playing 32, he's going to be worth owning. It's also encouraging that his 32 came on a night when Shake Milton was going off. Shake played 30 and had 19 um, with 2 threes, uh, 3 assists, and 3 steals. Deals. It looks like his minutes are going to come from Danny Green. Danny Green only played 18. Um, I'd definitely be picking up Shake in 14. In 12, he's just low end, but it, if you have someone expendable, I don't mind grabbing him. Westbrook had a triple double for the Wizards, but it was a classic Westbrook triple double. Um, inefficient, uh, tons of turnovers 21, 15, 11, 9 for 22 from the field, and uh, 6 turnovers. Uh, he is who he is at 
this point. Uh, his value is going to be very build dependent. I don't think he's going to be a top 20 guy overall, but if you put him in punt field goal percentage, he'll probably get there. It was a really good night for Beal, especially because Westbrook did kind of go off. Uh, Beal started slow, but he ended up with 31-3-2. and two. Uh, Obviously, his assists are going to take a big hit this year, but it looks like he should still be there. And the minutes well as well. He played 36. Um, I think Beal's got a good chance of cracking the top 25. He's not going to be a first-round player like last year, but he's still going to be very useful, and he's fairly safe. Uh, Thomas Bryant got in foul trouble, but he still played 26. Uh, that's a good sign. It was also a good sign that the Wizards got absolutely destroyed when he was off the floor. Robin Lopez was minus 16, while Thomas Bryant was uh, plus 2. Bertans only played 20. He's going to be brought along slowly uh, for his conditioning. I would not worry about that. Uh, try to buy low if you need threes. It might take a couple weeks so for him to get back up to speed. The rest of the forward rotation looks very messy. Bonga started but only played 17 minutes and didn't do much. Uh, Denny played 28, but he didn't do much. I think Denny could be interesting on nights when Westbrook sits, but I don't think the usage is going to be there um, when Westbrook is active. And since the defensive categories probably won't be, um, I don't think he's really a 12-team guy, maybe 14, but low end. Denny only had 7-4 and uh, 1 in 28 minutes. Um, Troy Brown Jr., just a deep league guy as well, played 22 but didn't do much. He should be a good steal streamer in shallower leagues, but I wouldn't roster him. The forward rotation in Washington could be a fantasy dead zone all year. If, if guys are splitting minutes like this early, that's not a good sign. When Hachimura comes back, it could get really messy. The Celtics-Bucks game was a lot of fun. If you missed the ending, I strongly suggest checking it out. Tatum hit a miracle bank three, and then Giannis missed a free throw with half a second left. That would have tied it. Uh, Tatum looked awesome, 37-2 with two steals, a block, and six threes. Only went 12 for 28 from the field, but that is a first-round line and some. I'm a little worried about his field goal percentage until Kemba's back, but everything else should be outstanding. Um, he was one of the safer picks in the first round, and I would be very happy if I drafted him. Uh, Tristan Thompson got uh, most of the center minutes, played 22 minutes, had 12-8. and eight. He's pretty boring. He's a back-end guy. He's just a streamer to me in 12-team leagues for rebounds and field goal percentage impact. He started beside Tice, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, Tice played 25 minutes but didn't really do much. Tice was good last year, but if he's playing beside Thompson, I'm not too interested since Thompson's going to take most of his boards. Uh, without boards, Tice is just a low-end blocks guy. Smart played 38 minutes and did absolutely nothing, which I like because I wasn't able to get Smart on my team. I hyped him on my website, and since I play in leagues where a lot of people have signed up for my website, uh, he went very high. I'm sending out um, buy low offers as we speak. If he's going to play 38 minutes, could be top 50, could be borderline early round in punt field goal percentage. Uh, I'm not panicking at all. The role is going to be huge. He just had a bad night. Jalen Brown went crazy and dropped 33, uh, 5, and 4 with plenty of defensive extras and threes. Um, He's going to be a stud until Kemba comes back. I think he might just settle in as a mid-round guy, but he could be more than that until Kemba returns. Uh, When we get closer to Kemba's return date, um, I would consider selling high, but don't do it yet. Teague looks like he could be a strong streamer until Kemba is back. Uh, He had 19, 4, and 3 in 25 minutes. Um, I don't think his upside is too, too high because if he's playing 25, he's going to put up some ugly lines. Um, But I do think he's worth owning at the end of 12-team leagues. I wouldn't be dropping anyone with long-term upside for him. But if you need a short-term dimes boost that is uh, accompanied by low-end threes and maybe a steal, give him a look. Giannis had a really big game despite the ugly ending. He was very aggressive. What I liked most was the three ball. The three ball looked very good. He went three for eight and he was taking pull-ups and stuff. I think he's 
going to improve in that area. It wouldn't surprise me if he averaged two a night. Um, that will hurt his field goal percentage impact, but he's still going to be such a beast inside that he's still going to be an elite uh, source of field goal percentage impact. Uh, Middleton and Holiday both also had really good games, which is good to see, um, especially with Holiday. Holiday went for 25, 6, 3, um, with two steals and a block. His assists are definitely coming down in Milwaukee, but I think he can do enough on the defensive end to still end up as a top 50 guy. He also went 4 for 4 from the line, which is what we want to see. His free throw percentage fell off a cliff last year. It smelled like a fluke, and I think it will be. If he can get back up into the high 70s, uh, he could sneak into the top 40. Dante played 27, which is about what I would expect this year, probably 27, 28. The Bucks generally don't play their starters big minutes. He had 15, 5, 3 with two steals and three threes. I think he can be a top 100 guy. I don't think he can be a lot more than that, maybe top 90, top 85, just because the minutes aren't going to be huge. But he's someone who needs to be on every roster, even in 10-team leagues. Uh, there wasn't really anything too interesting going on with the bench. Connington led the bench with 23 minutes, didn't do much. It's all about the starters this year in Milwaukee. We can't read too much into the Hawks-Bulls game because it was a massacre. The Hawks were up 31 going into the fourth. The Bulls' uh, third stringers made it a little closer, but this game was over after the first quarter. Um, because of the score, none of the Hawks starters played more than 26 minutes. Trey went off for 37 in 26 minutes. Um, I guess those preseason worries were unfounded. Um, he should be a top 15 per game guy, but he'll play. he should play more than most first-rounders, so he'll end up with first-round value. Collins looked good, but only played 18 minutes. Uh, we can't really read too much into this because Capella's out. It doesn't sound like Capella will be out long term. But if he does have a setback, that'll be good for Collins' value. The more time he spends at center, the better. He did have two blocks last night. If he's having to defend fours more often, those blocks are going to drop, and so will his field goal percentage. Um, both Hunter and Reddish played minutes in the mid-20s. Um, both of them probably won't be in that range when Capella is healthy. Um, it'll probably be one or the other, depending on the night. They might rotate. Um, I prefer Reddish of the two because he can actually do something on the defensive end. Uh, Hunter had no defensive stats last night, um, was a huge drag uh, in his first year in the league, and didn't get any defensive stats in college. Um, Reddish can probably be a three and... A steel guy. I actually prefer him off the bench just so he can get away from Young and Collins and have a decent usage rate. Um, in 12-team leagues, he's fine as the end-of-the-bench guy. In 10, I wouldn't bother for now. Anything deeper than that, he's a must-own. Bogdanovich played 25 minutes off the bench. I actually like that he's coming off the bench. It does cap his upside a little bit in minutes, but he needs to st- play as many minutes as possible away from Young to have any value. Uh, Bogdanovich, is very, his fantasy value is very reliant on the touches-related categories, and if he's spending 80% of his minutes beside Young, he's going to struggle to be more than a top 140-ish guy in a bench role. He's not going to be much better than that, um, but I do think he'll be rosterable. The Bulls starters played around 30 minutes, uh, even though the game was out of hand early. Uh, Laurie looked really good, 21-7-4 with a steal and four threes. Um, His shot wasn't always going down in preseason, but he was very aggressive. Um, I wouldn't say I'm bullish on Laurie this year, but I did like him at his price. Sixth, seventh round, that's not bad in punt field goal percentage. Um, Pat Williams, I think we've got to pick up at this point. He played 33 minutes, had 16-4 um with one steal and one block uh the offense i don't think is sustainable but defensively he should do good work um he was an excellent steals and blocks per minute producer in college i don't think he's going to be more than low end though so don't be dropping a top under player for him wendell looked really bad again um the the three balls just not working he went 0 for 2 that puts him at 1 for 18 including preseason i hope he drops that because that's going to kill his field goal percentage 
impact. And if the field goal percentage impact isn't there, he's not going to be more than like a top 100 guy at best. Um, no blocks, which is not what we want to see. I'm pretty worried about Wendell at this point. Um, he's not someone I'm looking to buy low on. I'd like to see some good games first. I don't think his fantasy value is in huge trouble yet, but he's not someone I'm very confident in. Kobe White had a bad night. I wasn't as high on him as some analysts, and it's because I think he's capable of playing like this really on any night. He really only had one good month last year. Um, I think it could be good, but he's going to be risky, and I would be scared to roster him outside of punt field goal percentage. Uh, the seven assists are good to see, though. He had nine, seven, and two with a, th- a three and a steal. Um, he needs to get his assists probably in the five assists per game range to be a top under guy. I'm not sure that's going to happen with Levine there. Otto came off the bench and played 23. 23 isn't terrible on a night like this. Hold him in all leagues. I'm getting a lot of auto drop questions, but you got to hold him and see how this shakes out. Even in 10-team leagues, he's a hold. He looked really good in preseason and actually looked good last night. 14-5 and five with uh, four for four from the line and two steals in 23 minutes is actually pretty good. I'm actually more worried about his availability for back-to-backs uh, than his per-game value. I think his per-game value is going to be pretty good. Even in 10-team leagues, I'm holding. The Spurs had a relatively easy time with the Grizzlies. They were up double digits for most of the game. Uh, the big exciting name coming out of this game was Keldon Johnson. I think he's worth picking up in 12-team leagues. I won't go crazy, though. Um, I'm act- I actually think he can start when White comes back. I think it'll be Walker going to the bench. But I'm not sure that Johnson's numbers are going to be all that strong. He had three steals last night. His steal rate was okay as a rookie, but it only came in less than two dozen games. Um, in college, his steal rate was really bad. He had average 0.8 steals per game, only 0.2 blocks. So I think this could be a guy who could put up some empty lines. Uh, you might get some threes points from him but I in a handful of boards, but I think the rest of the line is going to be lacking. I would look at him more as a short-term top 120 guy. I would be careful who you drop. Speaking of Walker, he's worth consideration in 14-team leagues. and 12-team leagues, he's just a stream. Um, like Johnson, I don't think he's going to be super productive. I just think he'll be low-end, and when White comes back, most of his value is going to disappear. Um, Pirtle came off the bench. Uh, that's not great news. I just think he's a deep league guy. If he's playing 18, 19, um, he doesn't have much upside. If Aldridge is moved, though, or if he goes down, he'll be a must-grab. Vassell can be dropped. He had a nice uh, preseason run, but he only played 20 minutes last night. He didn't have any steals. I do think he'll be a good steal streamer, but I don't think he's going to play enough to be worth owning outside of maybe 16-team leagues, and even in 16, I think he's borderline. Jav went insane for the Grizzlies. He's making me look dumb, and that's okay. Uh, I love Morant. I just don't really love him in fantasy because I'm not sure the threes, uh, steals, and turnovers are going to be there this year. They were last night, though. He did have two steals and only one turnover while dropping 44 and 9. Um, I do think he can be around top 50 this year, but I think the holes in his line will hold him back from being an early-round guy. I would look to sell high. Jazz hype is going to be through the roof after this game. I would be aiming for second-round guys with uh, second-round resumes. If you can get a guy like that, you'll be trading Morant for a player who has at least as much upside, probably more, and a much higher floor. Kyle Anderson started and played 29 minutes. I'm owning him in 12-team leagues. Uh, his line wasn't too crazy. He had 7-10-2. and 10 and two. Um, He did hit a 3. His 3-ball looks a little better this year. Uh, normally, he'll do much better work on the defensive end. He can be a plus contributor in both steals and blocks. 
Uh, Grayson Allen started and played 27. Uh, that's annoying uh, because he's not going to have any value himself, but he is going to hurt the other guys. Uh, Melton still managed 25 despite Allen playing 27. Uh, Melton's a nice deeply guy, borderline in 14. I think he's just a streamer in 12 for now. Really high upside, though, so he's someone you're going to want to keep a eye on all year. Clark only had 10 and 3, but he did play 26 minutes, which isn't too bad. The Grizzlies weren't really in this game in the second half, so maybe plays a little more next game. I think his minutes were a little lower than expected because the Spurs were going really small. They had LMA at the 5, and then they're running with DeRozan at the 4. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be a 32-minute-per-game guy, but I think as long as JJJ is out, he's going to be in the maybe 29-minute-per-game range. I wouldn't be panicking just yet. If you need field goal percentage impact, I would consider a um, a buy low. That's really only in nine cat leagues, though. In eight cat leagues, he loses a lot of value because a fair amount of his value is tied up in turnovers. Do not drop him. I've got some Clark drop uh, questions. Uh, don't do that. He is top 50 upside. Uh, top 75 guy last year in limited minutes. You can't drop a guy like that after one game. Next up is the Pistons and the Wolves. Um, Towns is obviously not in good uh, headspace, um, but from a fantasy standpoint, he still delivered. He had 22, 11, and 7 with a steal and a block and two threes, 8 for 8 from the line, 6 for 10 from the field. Like, you can't really ask for more. I'm not worried at the moment. I am very worried about Ricky Rubio, though. He started the because Russell had some COVID testing issues, but Rubio still only played 25 minutes. Um, I dropped him a good 15, 20 spots in my rankings in the last week leading up to uh, the start of the season. Um, It's not looking great for Rubio. He may only be a top 100-ish guy. He'll still have some value because it's just impossible to find assists uh, from your low-end guys, but he's not someone I'm excited about anymore. Um, Beasley played more than Rubio. He only played 27 minutes. Russell did play. He played 33 off the bench. Uh, Beasley had a good game, had 23-4-2. I think he should be picked up. I think he can probably be a top 120 guy, maybe a little more. His upside isn't as high as it was last year down the stretch, but I think he'll do enough to be worth owning. Edwards came off the bench and played 25. He looked okay, but I think he's going to produce a pretty empty line this year. He had 15-4-4, but he didn't have any defensive numbers. And he shot poorly from the field, only 1-3. I think that's what his line's going to look like for the majority of this year. He wasn't a big defensive categories number guy in college. He shot the three ball poorly, and he was just inefficient overall. I think he's a deep league guy in 12-team leagues, even in punt field goal percentage. I'm not bothering. Um, Okogie played 33 and started. Uh, If he's going to keep seeing 33, he's will kind of be interesting uh, for 14 team leagues at least he's uh, usually a very good steals guy he's never going to be a high usage guy but he's worth keeping an eye on hernan gomez came off the bench and only played 12 minutes it looks like it looked like there was going to be an opportunity there in preseason but it hasn't materialized i mean he wasn't a great permanent player last year so i'm not too interested in deep leagues you can move on in 18 and 20 team leagues he's more of a borderline guy the Pistons' backcourt looks like it could be a mess. Delon only played 19. Hayes only played 21. Civi only played 17. Rose played 27. If we're going to get an ugly split like that, um, no one's really going to be too interesting outside of Rose, who should be a backhand guy. Um, I give Wright another game. Uh, they've got the Cavs coming up, and you'd think he'd play uh, there due to his defense and them having Sexton and uh, Garland if Wright isn't in the high 20s after that game. I would consider moving on. Hayes is similar to LaMelo. Um, he'll probably be relevant at some point this year, but is it going to be worth it to hold him through a rough month or two to get 
to that point. I'm not sure it will be. Um, he would have to be a guy who plays well inside of the top 100, and I think he might be too raw to do that. I wouldn't necessarily drop him. Um, as with LaMelo, I'd probably wait for a good game and then try to sell him to someone who likes rookies. I'm getting a lot of questions about Mason Plumley as well. Uh, he is a no-doubter, 10-team uh, guy, um, even in shallower stuff. And even in eight, you should roster him if you're punting free throw percentage. This is a guy who's going to be at least a top 70 player in punt free throw percentage. He could easily finish within the top 50. Um, last night, he had 14, 8, and 6. Um, those six assists are not a fluke. He's an excellent passer for a big. He picked up a thing or two from Jokic while he was in Denver. Um, he's also going to have a plus steal rate for a big man. And uh, in all the big man categories, he should be solid. Can't shoot threes. He's not going to score, and he's going to kill you from the line. Um, But he'll do enough elsewhere to be worth owning in all leagues. Grant had a terrible game, but he did play 31 minutes, so I would hold on there. I don't think his upside is huge. He played uh, minutes in the low 30s in OKC and ended as a top 75 guy. But I think that's going to be a stretch just because he's on a team that's going to have a worse offense. Um, I'd probably look at him as a top... 110-ish guy, um, low upside. So for shallow leagues, he's, he may not be a must-hold all year long. Josh Jackson had a nice game. He had 19-6-2 with a steal and three threes. I'm not at him just yet in 12, um, but in 14, I would definitely go ahead. Um, the Pistons' backcourt rotation is still in flux. Um, their wing rotation is still in flux behind Grant. Um, so it's possible that Jackson locks in a high 20s role, and with that much run, he'd probably be worth owning. The Kings and Nuggets had a wild finish too. You'll want to check that out. Denver was up two with the ball with 15 seconds left and a wide open lane to the basket and somehow lost. Um, For the Kings, it was a pretty interesting game actually. Uh, Bagley put up his normal empty line, 13 and 9 and a block and not much else. Poor percentages. He's just a borderline top 100 guy, maybe top 120 until he cleans up his percentages. Um, Harrison Barnes played 42, so that's 37 without OT. Um, he had a nice game, 21-9-5 and five with uh, two steals. Um, he's just not that interesting. He just doesn't have much upside. Like, yeah, he's rosterable in 12, but he's going to be a top 130, 160 guy. Usually at this point in the year, I'm going for something, someone with higher upside. Um, Holmes started and only played 23 minutes, but that's because he was in foul trouble all game. He fouled out uh, pretty early. Um I'm actually kind of excited about Holmes after last night. Um, 23 minutes might not sound like much. Six and nine and one might not sound like much, but he looked like the clear center and Whiteside wasn't playing much um, until OT when Holmes uh, fouled out. Bagley also fouled out as well. Um, Speaking of Whiteside, I am pretty worried about him. Um, He would have been in the low teens in minutes if uh, Holmes didn't foul out and Bagley didn't foul out. Um, That's not good. Uh, he can survive in a small role, but that small role has got to be about 22 minutes per game. If he's just in the mid-teens, um, then he could eventually be a drop. I'm not dropping or doing anything drastic right now, but this is a situation that definitely needs to be watched and not a situation that is guaranteed to improve. Buddy played 41 minutes in a game where Halliburton played 30, so I think it's time to get excited about Buddy. He does have a top 50 finish on his resume, and if he's playing 32 to 34, he could finish there again. The Kings looking like they're going to play small this year is also good news for Halliburton, but he's just a 16-team guy. For for me, I'm in a 14-teamer, and I'm not too interested in him. In 30 minutes, he did 12, 4, and 2. He's more of a nice handcuff for Fox. I would definitely own him in standard leagues if Fox were to go down, but I don't think the touches are going to be there um, as long as Fox is healthy. So after all of his whining, 
Barton still ended up coming off of the bench uh, for the Nuggets. He played 33, but that was inflated due to OT. Um, he would have played 28 um, without overtime. Um, that's good. Uh, that'll keep him relevant in standard leagues, but he's got to get into the 30s to be a top 100 guy. I still like him as an end-of-the-bench guy. I definitely would not be dropping. MPJ started and was amazing. He only played 30 in an OT game, but he made the most of his time. He had 24-5 and 2 with 2 steals, 3 blocks, and 3 threes. Um, It doesn't look like he's going to be a 34-minute guy, but he doesn't need to be. If he's playing 30, he could definitely do top 50 things. Um, He's not super safe. I'm not going to relax around him yet, but a very good start for MPJ. Jokic was in mid-season form, uh, both with his game and physically. That's notable because usually he comes in chubby and starts slow. That's not the case this year. He had 29, 15, and 4 uh, with three blocks. Could be a top five guy, probably going to be a top 10 guy at worst, who never missed his game. So if you reached a bit, took him 5, 6, I still think that will probably work out for you in the end. The Nuggets lost this game because Jamal Murray was terrible. He went 1 for 9, 9 points, 4 rebounds, and 1 assist. I'm not worried about the shooting, but the assists are very worrisome and why I did not like him at his ADP this year. Um, With Jokic around, Jokic had 14 assists. Murray's going to be topped out at 4 to 5 assists. Um, As long as he's doing that, it's going to be hard for him to be more than a top 45 player. I think he could actually slip out of the top 50. Uh, Improvement is not guaranteed. With young point cards, as we saw with Fox last year, I do think he can beat last year's top 65, but I don't think he's going to return value if you took him in the late third or something like that. Millsap played 36, then he should be owned in standard leagues. He's just the end of the bench guy, but if he's playing that much, he's going to be useful. He had 16, 7, and 3. Didn't have any defensive numbers. His defensive numbers have been trending down as he's aged. Um, But I still think he can do enough to be maybe top 130. We'll see if that changes as the year goes down. The Nuggets are probably going to want to give him plenty of rest. Gary Harris played 42, but didn't do anything. He only had 10, 2, and 2 with no steals and no threes. I think he is who he is at this point. I'm not sure what happened three years ago, but he forgot how to shoot, and his fantasy value hasn't been able to recover since. The Jazz-Blazers game was never close, which makes it hard to read too much into the game, but it was good to see Bogdanovich healthy. He played 33 minutes and had 15, 6, and 2 with four threes. Um, he, uh, he's not a high upside player, but he is very useful for his free throw percentage impact. Last year, he had a top 10 free throw percentage impact. If he's on your wire for some reason, uh, pick him up. Um, Mike Conley played 30, looked okay, had 18, 3, and 2. I'm not too interested in him. I don't think we're going to get a huge bounce back at this age. Um, and in the Jazz system, the Jazz system is not kind to point guards. Maybe he's top 100, but I wouldn't expect more than that. Uh, Mitchell had a quiet game, so if you want to throw out a buy low, uh, go nuts. I don't think he'll get any bites. Um, Ingles came off the bench, had 14, 5, and 7. That's probably his ceiling on a game-to-game basis. Um, I don't think he's going to be all that useful this year. He's, maybe he can be an end-of-the-bench guy in 12, but he's more so a guy I'm looking at in 14-team leagues. Uh, Favors played 16 minutes, uh, put up some good permanent numbers, had 10, uh, 7, and 3, and 5 for 5 from the uh, floor. His value is going to be pretty build dependent. I wouldn't be too interested outside of punt free throw percentage and punt points or punt threes. I think even in the punt free throw percentage build, he's going to be low upside. So in 12-team leagues, I'm probably not running to grab him. But in 14-team leagues, he should probably be owned. Uh, Speaking of guys that should be owned in 14-team leagues, there's Jordan Clarkson. He's pretty low-end in 12 teams. He's just more of a threes and points streamer. Uh, Not the worst end of the bench guy, given that that points are hard to find late. But he does not have any upside at all because he's not going to do anything in steals or assists. 
The Blazers got absolutely destroyed, so I wouldn't read too much into this game. Covington and Lillard were terrible. Both are good by low targets, especially Covington, uh, because he only scored one point, and not everyone values Covington as highly as they should. Um, Derek Jones Jr. played 26. That's probably what his minutes are going to look like this year. With that much run, he's just low end. Um, A good 14-team guy in 12, I think he's probably just going to be a defensive categories streamer. Um, Definitely something to keep an eye on, though, because he does have nice upside in the defensive categories. Um, Nurkic only played 22. Part of that is because they want to bring him along along slowly because they're worried about his conditioning. But part of that was also Cantor going nuts. Cantor was 7 for 7 in 26 minutes. Had 14 and 8. I don't think Nurkic playing 30 this year, but he should play about 28. And that should be enough to get him into the top 40. A lot of the bench wings played a lot of minutes, but that was just due to the score. Uh, Mel had 15 and 24 minutes. He'll probably play a little less than that um, in competitive games. He's just a very deeply guy. I'm talking 16 team, and even there, I don't really like him. Um, as mentioned, Cantor had a nice game. He's another 16 team guy. Uh, Gary Trent can probably be owned in something a little shallower than that. Uh, he played 26 minutes, had 11 points, two steals, and three threes. He doesn't have huge upside unless someone goes down, but he's probably going to be one of my favorite three point streamers this year. The Suns took care of the Mavericks in large part because Mikael Bridges went off. By going off, I mean 18 from Bridges with four threes and seven rebounds. That may not sound like much, but if he's doing that much on offense or scoring in the mid-teens while doing his normal excellence on defense, uh, he could be a very early round player. Uh, Crowder started and played 26, but only had four, nine, and four. I'm not too interested in Crowder in standard leagues. I think he's maybe a 16-team league guy. He was pretty useful on the Heat last year, but uh, that was mostly due to some hot shooting. Aiden got into foul trouble. And that's why I only played 24 minutes. He still put up a pretty useful line at 13-8 with a steal and a block. Uh, no three-point attempts, uh, which I don't hate because I value his field goal percentage impact over his threes. You could throw it up by low offer there, but I don't think you'll get any bites. He, he was good. He just got in foul trouble. Chris Paul, on the other hand, was not good. In 28 minutes, he only played 8, 5, and 2. It looks like the Suns are going to bring him along slowly. I would buy low, but I would be careful about it. I'd be maybe trying to sell a top 50-ish guy for Paul. He's probably going to get some nights off. I don't trust him to stay healthy, and there's going to be some age-related slippage. Um, He's still going to be really good. He'll probably have some top 20 stretches, but I doubt we're getting a repeat of last season. Cam Johnson had a nice game off the bench. I like him as a 14-team league guy. He should be a really good uh, source of threes this year. He had 15, 5, and uh, 1 steal and 1 3. I think most nights he's going to be in the 2 to 3, 3 3-point made range. In 12, I think he's just a three-point streamer for now, but that could change if there's an injury to one of the Sun starters. Luca put up some nice popcorn numbers, but put up an uh, an ugly, empty line. Besides that, I'm not too worried, though. He just has to play himself into shape. Uh, Dwight Powell started at center, didn't play much. Um, he's just a very deep league guy. Um, it's a surprise that he's already back, and it's probably going to take a while for him to get back to form if he does it all. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith played 36 minutes. That's really interesting to me. This wasn't an OT game, so that's a lot of minutes. Um, I would pick him up in 14-team leagues, and I would watch him in 12. He put up a top 100 line last night. He had 11 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals, and one three. Tim Hardaway didn't play well, and he only played 27 minutes, but I would still own him. He's got a lot of upside in points and threes. He should probably score... 15 to 17 a night with close to three threes until KP is back. He won't do much else, but that's worth owning to me in 12. Uh, Josh Richardson played 36. Didn't put up the best line, but it wasn't bad either. Had 12-7 with a steal and two threes. Um, If he's going to play that much, he's got a good shot at top 100. I don't think he's going to be top 50-ish like he was with the Heat because he's not going to have the creation duties. 
um, that he did there with Luca around, but he's a guy that should absolutely be owned even in 10-team leagues. Kleba had a quiet night, but he should be owned in all leagues. He's got mid-around upside with KP out. Um, I would own him even in 10-team leagues. He's really a no-doubter there until KP is back. He didn't have any blocks, but most nights he's going to be around two threes a night and 1.5 blocks. Uh, that's probably more than what your end-of-the-bench guys are going to be able to give you. And that's it. That's all 12 games. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, and have a happy holidays. Uh, I'll see you shortly after Christmas.